0: You've always run away from a fight. Have not. You have so. Have not. You have so. Have not. You have so and you know it. What's up, Who
1: Would Winners? And welcome to episode number 68 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces.
0: My name is Steve. Hello, everyone. This is Chris. Chris, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. Are you? I mean, obviously, you're ecstatic. I I was quite happy when they won.
1: Now were you expecting them to beat the Vikings?
0: Honestly, not really. Really. I I was hope I th- I thought they could. Like I didn't okay. think it was going to be like I wasn't I didn't think they had no chance. Uh-huh. But I also was surprised.
1: I honestly thought that they were going to win. Wow, thank I didn't you. Th- I I didn't think it was going to be that much.
0: They, it, uh it they was surprising it. how poorly the Vikings played after being very good all season. Yeah.
1: I mean they they lucked out getting to the NFC championship with that yes. uh the Saints the Saints game ending. I agree. But uh yeah, congratulations. Your you know, could you imagine if if your child was born the same year the Eagles won the Super Bowl?
0: That'd be pretty cool. That'd be amazing. I wonder if I could name her after the Eagles somehow. Uh, but, do you think Carson uh, could be a girl's name?
1: That's what I was just trying to think. Of. Maybe something with Wentz? Wensy, Wen, I don't Wendy, know. Wendy. It's a little bit of it. Wet. Yeah. I don't know. What's the uh, What's the Eagles mascot's name?
0: Uh, like swoops or something like that. Swoops. Hmm. I don't know. That might be hard to a hard sell.
1: Yeah. Maybe we can workshop it. Maybe middle name <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> or or what you could do.
1: Is, may, have your daughter have a name that only has six letters.
0: Okay, so I'm way, following you, I'm with you.
1: So that way you could just spell it at her all the time. And just like chant it. Okay. I don't know any girls names off the top of my head that have six letter name, or six letters. But you know, you know what I'm going for here.
0: Yeah, I know what you I know what you're going for. So
1: so yeah, that should be that should be very, very exciting. Now, how are your hopes going into the Super Bowl?
0: Um, pretty much the same going as going into the NFC Championship, where I don't expect them to win, I guess. Like, I'd have trouble betting on them. Okay. But I think they are could definitely win the game. Like they are good enough to win. I, I, I
1: completely agree. I think that they they stand a chance. I think that they would have been the only team that could have beat the Patriots. I don't think the Vikings could have beat the Patriots. If the Saints went, I don't think the Saints could have beat the Patriots. Uh, You you are basically our Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are our only hope. (laughs) Stopping Tom Brady from getting a sixth Super Bowl.
0: Wow, so even as a Giants fan, you're going to root against the Patriots and for the Eagles indirectly? Or are you just going to solely try to root against their Patriots?
1: I've, I've had numerous people talk to me about this for the past week, including Allie. And... I, I hate the Patriots I really don't like the Eagles I think what it is is I don't like Eagles fans but you're not a traditional Eagles fan like I've been told that by someone else as well you you're you're very casual but it's not like you don't know what's going on I mean you have a jersey you'll wear it around but you're just not the type of person who'll throw snowballs at Santa Claus
0: like no I I yeah.
1: So I think I think what it is I think I just don't like Eagles fans that much in college I had an Eagles fan roommate and it was god awful like I couldn't wait for the season to be over at that point but yeah I think I guess I got to go with the with the Eagles just because I don't want Tom Brady to win again but he's so good I don't know you know then you have all these people saying well he's a cheater and <laughs> it's just like uh, I re- I really don't know what to think it's kind of like the two teams
0: I like the least are in the Super Bowl, and I really don't know who <laughs> well, is. This is, Next weekend is not going to be fun for you.
1: No, but, you know, I, I like the Super Bowl. I love watching it, and uh, hopefully it's a good game. That's all I want at the end of it. I really want a good game. I remember the most disappointing Super Bowl I ever watched was, I think it was Super Bowl 49 or 48, I think. And it was um, the Broncos versus the Seahawks, and... The Seahawks had the number one defense in the league, and the Broncos had the number one offense in the league. So I was going into this game being like, this game is going to be amazing. Like, both teams are really going to be going at it. And the Seahawks, I don't know if you remember, but the Seahawks won like 42-8 to or something. Like, they spanked Peyton Manning, and then Peyton Manning came back two years later and won, and that's when he retired. But, like, that Super Bowl was one I was really, really looking forward to before it happened, but... This one I'm looking forward to, but, uh, like I said, it's not like I'm
0: going in full,
1: full so you, one You started. learned your
0: lesson just to not be too excited anymore?
1: I think so. I mean, last year I was really excited for the Falcons, and then that just ended in the fourth quarter.
0: But that was a great game.
1: <laughs> that was a really good game. That, that, that last quarter was amazing. But I don't know if you've noticed. Have you noticed a lot of people down near us? So for any new listeners, we live in southern New Jersey, so we're about, you know, about an hour outside of Philly. But uh, a lot of
0: people are putting back out their Christmas lights, specifically the green ones. Oh no, I have not noticed that. Yeah, lady, how I can work you with... only put out the green lights? Mine are they're mixed.
1: So, so, so the big ones that people have been putting out are the ones that they um, that they shine on their houses. The ones that I call like sweatpants. Oh, Christmas oh, yeah, lights, yeah. yeah, I know what the you're talking about. That you just kind of throw on. Yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of those. The lady I work with, she put her green ones up. Uh, so people are. You know, getting back into Christmas. If spirit. I had those, I, I would I, do that too. I don't blame you. I mean, it's easy, and you know, it gets the green going. I think I might have a Halloween one. I wonder
0: if that would work. A green Halloween one? Yeah, maybe. I'll try it out. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so yeah, so so let's
1: so let's hope for a good game, and let's see if the Eagles can beat uh, Tom Brady. Sounds great. Uh, so Chris, I have uh, some results. Polls are in. Let's hear them. What do you People got? People have stopped voting. Uh, two weeks ago, in honor of Girl Scout season uh,
0: arriving. Chris, did you get your Girl Scout cookies? Uh, I have so far purchased five boxes. Nice. And I think eaten about three of those.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Now, would you get three Thin Mints and then two others? Two I got Thin Mints.
0: Four Thin Mints and oh. one. Thanks a lot.
1: Aw, that's very nice of you. <laughs> um. Last night, Allie was reaching in the cookie drawer, and she picked out a box of Girl Scout cookies. And she started, like, reaching her fingers into the Girl Scout cookie package. Now, what Girl Scout cookie does Allie not like?
0: Uh, I have no idea. Peanut butter ones? Thin mint? Thin mint.
1: So, Allie starts reaching into a box of Thin Mints. And I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, like, what the heck is she doing? And I said, what are you doing? And she says, I'm eating Girl Scout cookies. And I said, "You know what those are, right?" And she looks at it, and then she throws it to the ground as if it was
0: like a spider or poison or something like that. You should have just let her eat it and see see what happens. I really, I probably could have. I felt like I, I kind of wanted to save her a little bit. Like, I wonder know? what she thought it was. I don't know. I think she
1: thought it was one of the other boxes, but I guess those boxes were gone. And then she said her famous phrase that
0: she's been saying a lot right now about where it, those types of. Thin mint, where Thin Mints can go. Yeah, she said it could go straight to hell.
1: But she has been going around. She has been saying it can go straight to heaven. So she has been trying to incorporate other things more positively into her life. Hmm. So so anyway, so going off our tangent. So talking about Girl Scout cookies a couple weeks ago, we had a selling contest of who would win selling Girl Scout cookies. Michelle Tanner from Full House or uh, Chris Farley from Tommy Boy, the character of Tommy Boy. And the votes stand... We have seventy-four percent for Michelle Tanner, twenty-six percent for Tommy Boy. So Michelle Tanner is taking the win with that one. We actually saw an episode of Full House the other day that I wish I would have known about because what did she didn't she sell like candy bars and she had the best in the class or something?
0: Yes, she had the highest candy some some sales for something highest in the class, so her class got like a pizza party.
1: Yeah. Wish uh wish I was able to <laughs> call that one out for my recall, but it is what it is. So uh, thank you for everybody who voted in that, who retweeted it, shared it, told other people about it. We did get retweeted, Chris, by a very, very prestigious Twitter account. I don't know if you remember me texting you.
0: Oh, yeah. It was r 2 2 Not for this one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you remember who it was?
0: Um, was it Kirk Cameron?
1: It was not. Ugh. That would have been cool. He would have retweeted it if
0: Jesus was one of the answers.
1: (laughs) Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe we'll get more, uh, more action. Uh But, uh, it was the official, or no, was it the, the it was the official Twitter count of the unofficial Full House Wikipedia. Uh, solid 300 followers on Twitter. So there we go. So thank you very much for the Full House Wikipedia's unofficial, official Twitter page for, uh, retweeting that poll for us. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to add?
0: You want to get started? Anything to add? Uh, No, I don't think so. I I think I'm good to go.
1: All right, let's do it. So please remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on
0: Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, I was trying to think about how to introduce this indirectly and what are two opponents have in common and i guess they have in common uh japanese heritage um martial arts and overly complicated costumes i think, think that's
1: amazing i could i could not have done anything better myself okay
0: so that sounds correct to you that yeah that was perfect that's so what perfect. that so what we're talking about today is shredder or as i will be referring to him as and insisting you refer to him as the shredder
1: Okay, I will refer to him as the Shredder. Not Thank A you. Shredder, the Shredder.
0: The Shredder. You can not say the, the Shredder. You can say the how you want. I just I just want okay. that out there. Now, and... is this
1: the Shredder uh from our Transformers episode that we uh transformed? Oh, the uh...
0: the garbage disposal? <laughs> no, it will not be a kitchen apl- a household appliance. Okay. This is the actual Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle Shredder of which okay. there are multiple variations which I will discuss. Okay? Uh, And he will be fighting the Silver Samurai. A,
1: a classic Marvel villain. Is I he a classic villain? Know. I
0: don't even know him.
1: I'd say he's like second tier Marvel villain.
0: Okay, so he's not maybe, quite maybe, Swarm level.
1: No, he's not Swarm level whatsoever. But he has been in a film, which Swarm has not. So, What,
0: what film was he in?
1: Silver Samurai? Yeah. He was in 2013, I believe it was, uh, the Wolverine, going against Hugh Jackman's Logan.
0: Uh, Okay, they're good. They're both like basically big can openers against each other. Basically, that's what we're going for here. I believe the Ninja Turtles often refer to the Shredder as a can opener. So the that's not really an original their... insult. Yeah, the Turtles love their food jokes. They do. They love their you know witty banter. Yes. So you want to give a little bit of background information
1: on... Uh, the shredder. The sure, shredder, I, like I actually
0: ha- might have to give a lot of background information just to discuss his multiple origin stories. Okay, because it's somewhat important. It's actually not that important to my argument. I'm just going to do <laughs> it anyway. That's fine. So first, let's talk about what shredders, what the shredders seem to always have in common throughout their, uh, you know, uh, creations. So mm-hmm. he is a muscular Japanese man. Yeah, he wears a suit of armor, kind of samurai inspired. Sometimes with a cape, sometimes not cape. Uh, so his his armor has basically like all these like metal pieces that have blades on them. Yeah. So like on his forearms and hands, and on his legs, his shins. Uh, he'll wear like a robe or or some type of chainmail. He usually has a helmet with some type of ornamental like thing on the front. Yeah. And he wears like um, a, yeah. Yeah. He has a metal mask thing that covers his face as well. So you can only see his eyes.
1: Uh huh.
0: So he's also, I think in every, uh, he's usually the leader. I think he's always the leader of the foot clan. I don't think there's any that he doesn't have the foot clan. Yeah. They're like like his clan of like ninja henchmen. It's basically like a crime organization. Mm -hmm. In, in one of his stories, they weren't always a crime organization. They used to be good guys, but he kind of took over power and turned them into a criminal organization. Right. So he, uh, through one way or another in the different stories becomes the enemy of the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. And he's kind of their nemesis. Always trying to kill them, fight them. I don't know. Stuff like that. Making sure they don't get the pizza. Yeah, exactly. He's anti pizza. He's very pro cans because they're easy for him to open. (laughs)
1: That's true.
0: Sorry, that was a second can opener joke. Very unoriginal. That's right. Um, so this is an interesting fact about Shredder. I'm just going to throw out there now since we're talking about can openers. He was not inspired by can openers. He was actually inspired by cheese graters. Did you know that? No. That's very
1: interesting because he really doesn't look like a cheese grater. Just the metallic look to him. I'll, I, I guess ex- you could I'll read, this, I'll
0: read this to you and, and tell me what you think. So, so okay. Kevin Eastman was involved in the creation of Shredder. I think he was with Mirage Comics, which is where Shredder first appeared. Yeah, uh, he got the idea for Shredder's armor from large trapezoidal cheese graters, which he envisioned on a villainous character, uh, on a villainous character's arms. All right. So Shredder was originally going to be named the Grater or Great Man. No, he wasn't really. Yeah. This is serious. <laughs> and then Peter Laird suggested the name the Shredder.
1: Could I refer to him as Great Man for the rest of the time?
0: Um. Yeah, but then people are going to think you you mean G R E A T great, and you're saying that my fighter is great.
1: Okay. All right. Good point.
0: All right. So, what are the highlights there? Suit of armor, lots of spiky metal pieces. Leader of the Foot Clan. Uh, that's basically the the high points. So I have some back some more background on origin stories. Do you want me to get into that now, or do you want to talk about your guy?
1: Uh, I'll give a little bit about my my uh, my person here, and then I guess you can we'll, we'll bounce back and you can add a little more onto Shredder. Okay, perfect. So I'm uh, taking, like I said, said the Silver Samurai, and the Silver Samurai I will be taking is from the 2013 film The Wolverine, and the reason I'm picking that one is because it kind of goes with the version of the Shredder that you're going to be arguing,
0: if I'm correct.
1: Um, what version of Shredder do you think I'm arguing? The one from Michael Bay's Transformers, or Trent, not Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh,
0: I I found another one I liked better, but we can hey, just do it. Do you, it, everyone. You one. can just argue against whatever shredder you want. That's fine.
1: Okay. So anyway, so uh, the Silver Samurai. Uh, he was in the 2013 film, uh, The Wolverine. Uh, basically, the the Silver Samurai is uh, in this film. He is the character of, and I. Don't want to mispronounce this, but I am, if I am, I apologize. Ichiro Yashida. And, uh, Logan saved his life during World War II because Logan was in a Japanese prison camp. And when the nuclear bomb was dropped, uh, Logan was able to help and protect, um, Yoshida and save his life where Logan took all the radiation and blast, but he, he grew it back and survived. Anyway, so after Yoshida saw that, uh, he became obsessed with trying to find a cure for death, basically. And long story short, uh, he creates this suit of armor, which is basically this giant robotic suit that looks like a uh, a samurai. And uh, he uses it at the end of the film to fight Logan. Now, what's very important is his suit is made up of adamantium, which is the famous indestructible metal from the Marvel Universe, m- mostly from the X-Men comics and X-Men films. And Captain America's shield. So, actually, fun fact, that is vibranium.
0: Oh, that's right. That's yes. like an alloy of it, isn't it, or something?
1: Something along those lines. Uh, in the MCU, they've never been able to use the term adamantium because that was owned by Fox. But now that Disney's in the process of acquiring uh, the X-Men film writes, it's possible that they will slowly integrate adamantium, uh, into the, into the films. But, uh, at the, the metal that is, this entire suit is made up of adamantium, this indestructible metal. It's the same metal that, uh, is on Logan's bones, is on, uh, X-23's bones from the film Logan. Uh, also, uh, Lady Deathstrike, which was the female antagonist in X2, X-Men United. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty much been in the, a major plot point in every X-Men film. But, um, like I said, his, his, uh, his skills here, he has, uh, two katanas. Both of them are made of adamantium as well. Uh, they also have the ability to heat up to about 3,000 degrees. And uh, they can use this to cut through basically anything, not only just being made of adamantium, but while being uh, heated up as well.
0: Wait, what uh, heats up?
1: His his, his adamantium armor heats up? His swords, which are made of adamantium. How do they do that? It just has the the ability to, to heat up the suit of armor has uh, samurai blades that have the ability to heat up to about 3,000 degrees. The heat combined with the strength of the adamantium makes it able to cut through other sources of the compound. So what that's talking about is that if needed, he could heat up his adamantium katanas and he could cut through other pieces of adamantium if he wanted to. Because even though adamantium is the most indestructible metal in the X-Men universe... Uh, When it's heated up, it's basically very, very flimsy. That's how they were able to get it into Wolverine. They heated it up. So in the film, The Wolverine, the Silver Samurai heats up his blades. And since they're so hot, he's actually able to cut off Wolverine's claws. And he doesn't have his adamantium claws
0: anymore. That's interesting. Yes. Because I think that's different from other um, versions of The Silver Samurai. Because his, on his, his Wikipedia, what? With his katanas, you mean? Yeah, because on his Wikipedia page, he could, he could use the power on his sword to cut through nearly anything except adamantium, which is what Wikipedia says.
1: Yeah. Well, substances as hard as adamantium.
0: Yes. Right. He couldn't cut through.
1: Right. So, yeah, yeah, they, they, they definitely took some liberties going forward with the,
0: um, they buffed with the Marvel. They gave yeah, nice buff.
1: I, I think they just wanted to have something that could be a, um, a challenge for, for Wolverine to go against in that film. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, this, that's a little bit about, uh, the Silver Samurai. Same thing, Japanese origin, just like, uh, you said, the Shredder has, uh, both have experience with martial arts and both have these crazy, uh, mech metal suits. I guess we could call it.
0: So I have many questions about him actually now. Okay, why did he fight Wolverine if Wolverine saved him in the in Japan?
1: Okay, so what happens in the movie is the 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 guy Yoshida he becomes obsessed with Wolverine's healing factor because he's like, how was this guy able to survive a nuclear blast? So in in Logan is this guy a mutant? In, in Wolverine, in The Wolverine, he is not. He's just a normal person. Okay. Uh, he's really, really young, obviously, during the scene that takes place in 1945. When The Wolverine takes place, he's very, very old, and he's dying. And he somehow reconnects with Logan, and Logan travels all the way to Japan, and meets up with him, and Logan, you know, hasn't aged at all, basically, and his friend is very, very old, you know, he's dying. And Yoshida has great respect for Wolverine, like I said, since he saved his life. Uh, Yeshida, however, uh, has another plan. Instead of just rekindling his friendship with Wolverine, he actually steals Logan's healing power, which is very complicated how they do it in the movie. The movie is actually not that bad, but then it kind of goes downhill. Anyway, Yeshida steals Logan's healing power, which enables him to regain his youth again, which gives him all this energy and then you know Logan gets upset about this and he wants to fight him he wants to stop him and then it leads into this third act Logan versus a giant metal robot battle okay uh and during this battle though Logan does not have his healing power pretty much the like half the movie Logan does not have a healing ability since he got it stolen from him um
0: this um so this method of stealing me. mutant powers would it work on other mutants
1: the way that they did it i i guess like what happened was the Silver Samurai has a close associate, which is called the Viper, mm-hmm. which is a another famous Marvel character, and she was in the film as well. And basically, what she does is she like puts something into Logan, which enables her to steal his power. Kind of like she kind of like puts like a poison in him, like a viper snake would, mm-hmm. and she somehow gets that his healing power, and then gives it to Yashida, which gives him the healing power. And then somehow at the end of the movie, Logan gets it back. I really forget what happens there. Okay, but that's fine. Com- but come, like, uh, you know, the the Logan, the the one that just came out last year, he has his healing powers there, even though it's kind of on the fritz a little bit. In X Men: Days of Future Past, which takes place after the Wolverine, he also has his healing powers again. So it's just kind of well, their
0: X Men is famously yeah. has a very confusing timeline, right?
1: Yeah, their continuity is pretty awful.
0: Um, but that's okay.
1: basically that's basically Yoshida's plan in the whole grand scheme of things. I'm gonna argue that Yoshida, that I have does not have the healing powers from Wolverine. I'm just gonna say that he just has this giant adamantium mech suit. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Last question:
1: Where um, did he get so much adamantium? That's another very good question. Uh, apparently, it was addressed that he has just had. Uh, he he was the owner of a company, a Japanese company. And he used his company to stockpile adamantium, uh, which he would need a lot of. But if he was doing it over the course of 70 years, it's definitely possible. Uh, adamantium in the X-Men universe is located uh, in Africa. And I'm not exactly sure what country.
0: Yeah, wherever the Black Panther is, right?
1: So I, I don't know if it's Wakanda exactly. Oh, that's yeah, where it vi- might not be. I thought Vibranium there was a different name. From. Yeah, because that's where Vibranium is fun- from. Uh, in X-Men Origins Wolverine, they do go to the African country to get the adamantium, but I don't remember if they specifically name what country it is. Okay. But, so he stockpiled it for, we can assume at least 50 years, and he used it to, uh, create his suit. I actually did do some research to figure out if anybody had figured out how much adamantium would cost. And I've just been going down some rabbit holes. One person said 500,000, uh, dollars a kilogram for adamantium and the next response was you are way underestimating the value uh they said that it would have to be at least 300 or three million dollars a kilogram for adamantium it seems so, to be like
0: priceless like yeah so you have would to, you have, to have
1: a lot of money in order to acquire especially this much adamantium to create an entire samurai mech suit
0: yeah. So so it is like robotic in nature. It's not like uh just it's not just armor.
1: Yeah, it it is robotic in nature. Think of it like um do you ever see Age of Ultron? Yeah. So think of it like the the Hulkbuster suit that Tony Stark wears. Okay. Like he you know the 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 person's inside the suit, but it's not like an Iron Man suit where everywhere their body is, that's where the machine is. Like it's yeah, it's more like It's a bigger... It's actually... If you look at the size of it, it's huge when it stands up. It's got to be at least like 15 feet tall.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. Great background information. Yeah. There's a lot way there with the Silver Samurai. Really, really well done. Top notch. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Want me to confuse everybody by talking about Strider now? Go. Go ahead. All right. Like I said, this is kind of related to what I'm going to talk about, but it's really just for fun. So if you... Read t- Teenage nin- Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics or stuff. watch the t- animated shows or movies. You're probably going to know all this and be like offended how I butcher it. But if you don't, it's kind of interesting. So <laughs> I picked out four different, four similar origins. Well, three are similar. One is very different. And I was just going to mention them. So starting with the original Mirage Comics shredder. So. There's two ninjas in the Foot Clan. Oroku Nagi... Oh, I never said that. Uh, Oroku Nagi is Shredder's name. Oroku Nagi and Hamato Yoshi. They both loved the same woman, Tang Shen. However, Shen loved Yoshi, which got Nagi mad. Mm -hmm. So Nagi attacked Shen, and in, in her defense, Yoshi attacked and killed Nagi. So Nagi had a younger brother named Oroku Nagi, who would go on to become Shredder. So, because... Yoshi killed a fellow Foot Clan member. That's like, you know, a no-no. He was yeah. shamed for it and had to leave. So he fleed, flees Japan to the United States with Tang Shen and his pet rat, Splinter. So this is when Naki's younger brother, Oroku, swears a vendetta, swears revenge, follows him to America, tracks him down. He he, he leads like an American branch of the Foot Clan, which he makes into like a criminal organization. Uh, then he, he they commit all these crimes. He finds um, Yoshi and, I believe, kills him. And then that's when his pet rat, Splinter, escapes, who is later mutated into the anthropomorphic rat we know and love. Gotta love Splinter. So that, that one is very similar to the background from the 1987 TV series. Uh, again, Rokusaki and Yoshi, uh, Hamato Yoshi, still members of the Foot Clan. However, uh, they now start off as enemies... And Oroku Saki is jealous of Yoshi's leadership. So Saki comes up with this plan to get rid of him and kind of make him look bad. Basically, like, their their sensei comes. And Oroku Saki pins Yoshi's k- uh, kimono to the wall to prevent him from bowing. Okay. So he, like, insulted the sensei. And then Disrespect, turns around. Yeah. Sorry, what?
1: I was going to say disrespectful, yeah.
0: So, so then he, when he turns around to get the knife out of the wall it looks like he pulled a knife on the sensei and they think he tried to kill him. So they banish him. Oh, so Yoshi goes to America. Uh, Orokusaki takes over, turns it into a crime organization. And then for some reason, it's still mad at, at, at Yoshi and follows him to New York. And then, assumingly this is where this Krang is in this story. So he meets up with Krang, gives him all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. He becomes the shredder. Uh, another similar origin story from the, from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the, the good one. Uh, the live action one? The live action one, yes, thank yep. you. Yep. Yep. So in that one, uh, Oroku Saki and Hamato Yoshi live in Japan. They both love the same woman again, Tang Shen, just like in the, uh, Mirage origin story. Okay. However, they don't, he doesn't murder anyone's brother. There's no older brother scenario this time. Uh, Yoshi and Shen just run away to America to like be together. Mm-hmm. Saki gets mad, finds them, murders Shen, waits for Yoshi to get home, murders him. That's when Splinter escapes. Scratches his face, gets the scar, very famous. Ah, uh, yes. away. So those those are all, you know, somewhat similar starting off in right. Japan to have a love thing. One has an older brother thing, blah. Okay, so then there's a 2003 uh, animated series version where Shredder is an alien. Oh no, he's an he's an alien of the utram race, who is normally uh, a peaceful race, but this guy is not peaceful. So he basically traveled the galaxy universe, I don't know, causing chaos and destruction. He gets captured and taken into custody, but manages to escape and crash a transport ship into Earth in the 11th century in Japan.
1: So What's his real name is
0: Chirel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Uh He survives the crash, goes into hiding. Eventually, it managed to create an exosuit to blend in with humans because they are not human shaped. They look like little blobs. Okay. Uh, he hears stories like Japanese legends of some warrior named Tengu Shredder. He decides to take that name and uh, then uh, forms the Foot Clan and becomes the Shredder of that series. See what
1: I always thought. I always thought that the Shredder was a guy, and you know he he needed to make some cash. Uh huh. So he got he got a job working at like an office depot or Staples. Go on. And someone said, "Hey, Jim, could you take care of these? We need to get rid of them." And he's like, what should I do with them? And, you know, he might not be super accustomed to, you know, staples or whatnot. And they said, oh, just take it over to that machine, take it to the shredder, and you put it in. And, you know, he goes over there, and he's having a good time. He's watching them go down. He's seeing all the, the little pieces go into the bucket. And, you know, he's he's really liking it. And he becomes known as the shredder because he's so good at it, and he loves doing it. And nobody else in the, the, the workplace would want to do it. It gets boring, gets Tiring after a while, it's annoying just to kind of sit there. Then you put too much in and it jams, and you gotta fix it. But no, not this guy. I mean, he he was the man. So that's what I always assumed was the true origin story. But I believe
0: everything that you're saying. Well, how did he become evil in your in your origin story?
1: Probably what happened was um, like a new guy came in, and you know, like a young co- or high school kid who's just trying to make some extra cash on the side after school or on the weekends. And uh, he came in. And one day Shredder was going a little too, too hard. He was, he was, uh, you know, putting like 10 stacks of paper in there. It gets jammed. And this, you know, high school kid, he's been taking some mechanic classes at school. He comes right in and fixes it. No problem. Everyone's like, ah, you're the Shredder. And everyone's like, Shredder, Shredder. And our original Shredder, he gets really upset about this. So he's probably going to, you know, walk out, be really upset, come back, set the place on fire the next morning. And then going on with his evil ways
0: okay um i guess that's an alternate you know fan theory i would say yeah
1: yeah it's just it's just something i always thought
0: i did not come across that in my research i will say that i can't
1: remember can't remember why i read that but it
0: is what it is but i mean i'm loving i'm loving
1: what you're offering here okay so so i I say let's let's dive right into this let's get into Uh, this so I'm looking here, you know, you got a, I got a full adamantium suit. I'm standing at like 10, 15 feet tall. I got two katana blades that can heat up 3000 degrees each. Which make no sense.
0: How I does need, it work?
1: Just heats What's up. What's the power source? Power source probably comes from the suit. The suit, so there are pictures of the suit from the movie where it's like all plugged in. So. You know, if you were lucky, maybe you were able to take out the power source before the battle happens. That way, the suit's not fully charged. Why
0: doesn't it just melt through his hand? Like, what type of, what's the handle of the sword made of that can insulate it from the three thousand degree uh, blade?
1: Might be made out of adamantium, also. I don't know.
0: Well, this sword can get can get hot enough to cut through it.
1: That's cutting through it, though. That's that's with the outside force. Going against some... Because his sword, his blades are also made of adamantium. They're just being heated up to 3,000 degrees. And his sword isn't just falling apart.
0: I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. It's all right. A lot of the fans didn't like this in the movie either. <laughs> you're not alone.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he's got a, he's got a giant mech suit here. Uh, he's going at you. He's got the height. He's got the power. I mean, you're not even going to be able to cause any dents
0: in his adamantium armor. I may be able to. I have one thing that might work.
1: Okay.
0: Uh so in the uh alien version of Shredder where he's uh, an alien, mm-hmm. he makes the sword of Tangu which he makes from utram metal. Okay. And it's an electric sword.
1: Oh, all right.
0: So that's pretty cool, first of that's all. Cool. Yeah. And it can, you know, kind of glow. Uh, maybe if you left it on long enough, it might turn it might get to 3000 degrees. It might be able to cut through adamantium as well. It seems it might take a long time to heat that up. Well, have you ever gotten struck by lightning? I have not. Have you? No, but I am told it's really hot. Lightning from who? I I um I just have heard that.
1: <laughs> I thought you were told it.
0: Yeah, I heard when I was told it, I heard it. Okay, who'd you hear from? I I, I, I don't recall. Okay, let me see the temperature of lightning. Uh-huh. Uh it can reach temperatures of thirty thousand Kelvins, fifty three thousand five hundred and forty degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. That's very hot. So you're so you're just assuming if you left <laughs> it on long enough, you would get to the heat of lightning. Yeah, I mean it is a lightning sword. It glows. I can't find it? any like examples of like how the lightning works. It's just described as an oh, it's described as an electric sword. <laughs> Right, an electric <laughs> Oh, okay, that kind of is different. Well, in the pictures, it looks like it has lightning around it.
1: Maybe it's just like a light bulb.
0: It, I mean, it could be.
1: It just has that fluorescent wiring in it that just makes it look like that bright spark that lightning offers.
0: There, There is a picture where it's cutting through something made of metal, so it can at least do that.
1: Okay, so it can cut through metal. We don't know what kind.
0: No, it, it's um, it's unclear
1: probably not adamantium.
0: Uh probably not. Probably not. That would be unlikely. Okay. So, um did I mention a uh, sword looks cool?
1: Uh, you did. Okay. Yeah, that that does offer a lot. If I see a
0: really cool you know sword, it's really going to scare me. I, it might. It might. You might try to like make s- this whole plot around stealing it if you like it. Like you stole well, Wolverine's healing. I have another
1: plot actually that I, I would plan on using. What's that? So I, I would use my physical intimidation to not only, you know, beat you, but just to completely destroy you. But, you know, I don't I don't really want to do that. I want to kind of, you know, make it last a little long. I want to torture you. Wow, you just a toy I, with me, huh? Exactly. I want to toy with you. Okay? So I'm going to pull here from the hit 2014 film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the, the Shredder does appear in that film. He is the main antagonist. However, he was not originally supposed to be the Shredder that we all know and love. He was originally supposed to be uh, Eric Sachs, a Caucasian American male uh, portrayed by the great, uh, what's his name? He plays the banker in um, The Dark Knight. William Fickner, there it is, William Fickner. He was originally supposed to portray the Shredder. His character of Eric Sachs was supposed to be the Shredder. However, once it got into post-production, uh, a lot of people got upset, uh, and a lot of people realized that they could not have a white Caucasian American guy play the Shredder. It would be a disrespect to the character. So at the last minute, they just kind of rewrote everything and included Oroku Saki in the film, And they kind of edited it so that way Eric Sachs was the Shredder's apprentice, we can say. And Eric Sachs was the one who gave the Shredder in that film all of his high-tech armor, which gave him like the super strength and durability and inhuman um, dexterity, reflexes, all that cool stuff. So what I'm going to argue here, Chris, is that Eric Sachs is super pissed. That he wasn't really the shredder. He wants to be the shredder. He, he felt like he was, he was ready to go in line. He feels like his, his master is really not treating him fairly. He designed the entire suit for his master and nothing gets done for him whatsoever. So what I'm gonna do here is Eric Sachs, he was born in Japan. He was born in Japan while his father was over in the military. He was raised by the Shredder in Japan, and the Japan, and then Shredder came over to America and brought him over. So, kind of a little bit, kind of picking from your origins from the comics and whatnot. So, he has the Japanese origin. He was he was raised uh, in a Japanese uh, area, and then moved to America. So, I would argue that hey, me being the Silver Samurai Yashida here, being from
0: Japan, I'm gonna go over to Eric Sachs and
1: be like, hey, buddy, like we have a lot in common, you and I. This this wait, wait, shredder wait, wait, guy. Just let
0: me stop you real quick. Okay. By a lot in common you mean from Japan.
1: Yeah, we're we're both from Japan.
0: Okay. We both
1: own successful businesses. Eric Sachs is the CEO of Sachs Industries, which is a really stupid name for a business. And uh Yoshida is the owner of his own business, which I don't know the name of it, but he does have his own business because he used his company to stockpile all the adamantium. Anyway, He's going to, my 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 Silver Samurai is going to go to Eric Sachs and say, hey, listen, you know, this, this Shredder guy, you've gave him your all. He says, you know, you're his apprentice, and he's going to groom you and give you power and whatnot. And Eric Sachs just gets tossed to the side. So I'm going to say, hey, Eric, you should join me and help me overthrow the Shredder. He's got a ton of money, CEO of an industry. He has access to the weaponry that are exactly the same as the Shredder. He could even give some of that weaponry To Yoshida, they can partner up together and make crazy weapons made out of adamantium adamantium, that we could use to take you down. And now, not only are you going to be having me going against you, but your former apprentice as well, who he says is the rightful shredder, which is then going to cause your followers, the Foot Clan, to question their leader. Who is the true shredder? This guy's saying he's the real shredder. He said he was supposed to be the real shredder. And then this other guy, Araku Saki, came in, and then he just took over being Shredder. Foot Clan is going to turn against you too, and you're going to have nowhere to turn.
0: Okay, a couple things. Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to remember because that was a quite a quite a theory you laid out. I know. Uh, first of all, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Second of which, all,
1: which part?
0: <laughs> the whole thing in its entirety. Okay. Second of all. Uh, that does rely on a very specific uh, Shredder origin story. Right. I could be the alien Shredder. You don't know.
1: This is true. This is true. That's why I was picking. You said I could pick and choose which yeah, Shredder I was that's, going
0: for. I did say that. That's fair. Yeah. Um, another thing is the Foot Clan is used to there being tons of Shredders, which I was going to bring up. Like A big part of Shredder in the early comics mostly was that it was more of a, a name, like a mantle, like Batman. Like Anybody can be Batman. Anyone could use the name Shredder. Right. Including clones. There were a bunch of clones in the early comics. So, okay. like, the Foot Clan senior management was getting reshuffled constantly. The lower people were probably just like, whatever, I'm just going to come into work, rob some banks, and go home. Like, I don't want to get involved in all these office politics. So, I don't think he's going to lose the Foot Clan.
1: Well, that's even easier. I can just say, as Yoshida, <laughs> as the Silver Samurai, I can just walk into your office one day. You I'm can't just walk the in. You're gonna
0: need, there's probably an ID badge. You need a key card.
1: But if, if you're just changing management all the time, how are these other guys
0: There's, taking a, there's a There's a process you have to is go it through.
1: In, is it mainly internal hiring? You guys don't hire externally?
0: Uh, I, I don't know where the clones come from, to be <laughs> honest. All
1: right. Well, then I would go on Twitter. I would create a Twitter account called at the
0: real shredder. But it wouldn't have the blue checkmark. You couldn't get it verified.
1: No, I'm, I'm a multimillionaire. I just call Twitter. I would just say, Hey, listen, I am the real shredder. Throw them, you know, a couple million dollars and they would make, they would verify me as the real shredder. And I would tweet out and I'd be like, Hey, at foot I'm new shredder. Hashtag meet up. Hashtag bring pizza. So you would, uh, and right then and there, they'd be like, All right, guess we got a new leader. I'm going to, going to follow this guy.
0: So you're changing choose...
1: management so much. Then what's there's not going to be any shock.
0: You Sorry. would use Twitter to try to lead a, a massive, you know, complicated organization.
1: Uh, yeah, our current leader does that. I was
0: going to say that's crazy. That would never happen. <laughs> all right, so you, so you you made some good points there. That kind of here's what I was going to argue for Shredder. Basically, I have the Foot Clan, which is a seemingly endless supply of like cannon fodder soldiers that can just that's like true. die they're instantly. All, but like, all,
1: yeah,
0: they they could wear you down. They should all just
1: wear red shirts because that's basically what they They're, are.
0: They, oh, yeah. They, they are. Um, I mean, maybe they'll get lucky if they, like, just, you know, bull rush you, 100 men. Some are going to climb on your robot suit, maybe pull out some important wires, and then, like, your one arm doesn't work. And your sword, you know, swings down and cuts your own body off or something. That's only
1: if it's heated up to 3,000 degrees. Right, correct.
0: Only So only if it's heated up to 3,000 degrees. You're right. Yeah. So I'm, it's a possibility. It's a long shot, but, I'm. you know, it's possible.
1: Um, yeah, that is possible.
0: The other thing, I, I could rely on Shredder clones to help me out. Yes. Uh, they're, they're not any different than me.
1: Clone army, real original.
0: <laughs> uh, the other thing that Shredder has going for them is, even though it's going to be very hard, you argue for Shredder to hurt you because of your adamantium armor, which I can't really argue against. I don't know what Shredder's claws are made of. I mean, he's just like super strong, but he's not like adamantium strong. Um, right. but he's going to be really hard to kill too because he survived getting trash compacted in a trash truck. All right. That does, that is, uh, you shouldn't be able to survive deep.
1: that. No, that's, that's tough.
0: So, so basically supreme defense. He's going to turtle up to borrow. He's going to not like that analogy, but he's going to turtle up. He's going to be <laughs> trash compactor proof. I don't know what's more powerful. A trash compactor, 3000 degree sword. I don't know. I'm not an expert on that thing. So I can't, I can't say.
1: One of them is being crushed. The other one is basically just being cut. You're right. They're so different. Painfully.
0: We can't even compare them. Right. It's it's, it's tough. <laughs> um, also, occasionally Shredder will have like futuristic weapons he gets from Krang. So he might have like laser guns or like anti-gravity rays or like weird stuff like that okay so maybe that could you could try to use that against you as well
1: so let's say hypothetically that i'm able to get eric sacks be on my team okay now you now let's say you see eric sacks what are what are your thoughts in the shred and shredder's head what's he thinking
0: uh the, i would say the the student has not surpassed the master shredder could still beat him just like think, uh obi-wan kenobi beat anakin it'd be just like that
1: you, Okay. Do you think Shredder would be disappointed? Like, do you think Shredder would try to convert him to
0: his side? Do you think? Do you? <laughs> do think, I think uh... the the plot of Star Wars would, would, would play out between them? <laughs> exactly. um, probably not. Shredder is not a nice guy. He doesn't really, you know, he has differing. Like sometimes he's basically just you know generic villain, evil, 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 do evil things. He doesn't mm-hmm. always get that much more characterization than that. So just because of that, I would say probably not. He's not going to really care about a, an old friend, an old, an old, you know, um, uh, what do you call him? Uh, you know. What? Apprentice. What? Apprentice. Yeah. Thank you.
1: So he's just basically just throwing him to the side. I mean this this guy, Mister Sachs here. He he basically did everything for you. Without him, you would not have your suit. You would not have your. Well, why did he turn against weaponry. me? He's a
0: jerk. He turned against me. That's his fault. I was about to be nice to him and he turned against me.
1: So let's say this is a two part fight. Let's say, um, you know, you and I both come out. We could, let's just say we come out damaged, both of us, and we're like, Hey, let's meet up tomorrow at six. You're like, All right, cool. (laughs) So we go back, whatever. Uh, I, I have my endless amount of resources to, you know, perhaps fix any damage that might have been inflicted on my suit. How are you going to fix up your suit if your benefactor has turned against you and is
0: not willing to assist you anymore? Do you think Shredder only has one suit? He's a he's a professional Foot Clan leader. He probably has at least five. He can't wear he has to clean it. He has to have it washed. Yeah, so what happens? Is he I mean if there's metal on
1: it? What, he what takes do it to the them?
0: villain laundromat, which is a very specialized laundromat for cleaning villain clothing. Like they can like do metal. What? What other villains use the uh, the villain laundromat? Um, let's see who else has <laughs> complicated Vader? villain costumes. Probably Darth Vader. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's uh, a pretty special a special okay. thing. The Emperor? Do you think he just takes off his, his robe? He's just like, here you go. I, probably he can probably go to a regular laundromat for that. He's not. That's not really a special order. Wonder how many robes he has.
1: Like, does he just like take it off and he's in his underpants right there and he's like, all right, I'll wait.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, Magneto probably has to get his, his outfit cleaned every once in a while. That's probably a special order.
1: Well, that's probably hard, too, because, you know, he's probably in there, and he's looking at all the washing machines, and his he's, his juices are flowing. He's getting excited. Yeah.
0: He probably does really like washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, a, that's a story for another day, though.
1: Yeah. Who would win washing clothes?
0: <laughs> Magneto if would beat we- anybody.
1: If we ever did that episode, we've hit the bottom of the barrel. <laughs>
0: uh, I wonder if there's a Transformer that is a washing machine.
1: Uh, I don't know. Possibly. Their name would be, I don't know, Sudsy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, c- good callback.
1: That's right. So, all right. Anything else you want to add for your for your arguments? Want to do a quick wrap-up?
0: Um. And seriously, once I saw your 3000 degree katana, I'd probably just run away. There's nothing I I can do. I'll be like foot clan. Good luck. Go get them. You could use them as cannon fodder. That's what I'm trying to do. Basically to like tire you down, maybe mess your suit up a little bit. And then I come in for the kill. So the the
1: suit does open up at the chest area. And that is basically where the person's head is who's controlling the Silver Samurai, and it does happen in the movie. And that's how Logan ends up killing the Silver Samurai, because the guy opens his chest area, and then Logan comes in and stabs him. But uh, so, you know, if if Yoshida does open up his chest plate so that way he could talk to you one-on-one, see your eyes, whatever, I mean, it would be a really stupid move on my part if you were able to convince me to do it somehow. It would be a classic villain move, though. It really would be. You know, he's getting all cocky. Um, you know, I want to talk to you face to face and opens up and then maybe you could do something. Uh, I'm not sure. Do do they use uh,
0: any guns? The Foot Clan? Not they- in the um, live action movie because they were trying to keep like a lower rating, I believe. Right. But I don't know if there's any others that do. So, I mean, it, it could be possible if you did,
1: uh, you know, if it was wide open and you shot him from a distance or something along those lines.
0: I think my a better bet would just be to hope that the electrical interference from my sword of Tangu just messes up your electronics in your suit.
1: Which I think is very plausible. I mean, this thing has to be plugged in in order to, to get charged up, and if... You know, I feel like it could go two ways. Your electricity could help me out, and I could be overpowered and have so much power inside me that I just go crazy. Or it could severely damage the suit in which the electricity is just not really working that well and powering the suit, and it just kind of shuts down. That's the key thing there on the power. If there's no power, the suit does not work.
0: And if, if I could get you out of your suit, they'd basically be like well-matched martial arts experts, but I would have armor and a sword.
1: Correct. I would still have a giant katana that I probably would not be able to carry on my own nor heat up to 3000 degrees.
0: That'd be very risky. Yes.
1: So in terms of 1v1, I'd say that, you know, if it was just you versus Yoshida, you probably have the advantage there based on the simplicity of your armor. Mm-hmm. But comparing armors, it seems that yeah. Silver Samurai's armor is a little more advanced, a little more a
0: uh, little stronger. But,
1: like I said, relying on that electricity to power it up, that uh
0: Yeah, that the Shredder would have to take out the robot. That's his only chance. Exactly. So, luckily, we don't have to decide. That's <laughs> for the listeners to decide.
1: Uh, anything else you want to add, Chris, before we head out of here today? Any fun facts or anything you would want to I kind of worked in mention? my facts
0: today, so I don't have okay. anything extra.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the things I said about the Silver Samurai already about adamantium... And, uh, like, being throughout the, the X-Men universe and how it's going to be part of the Marvel universe now, I'm assuming. Um, in the comics, one thing I wanted to add, there were two versions of the Silver Samurai. And they were actually and, different people, right? And they were different people. One of them is named Shingen Shin Harada. And the other one is called, like I said, I don't want to butcher these, but Kenuchio Harada. So they both have the exact same last name uh but they they were mutants like the first one right. uh he was a japanese mutant um and he used his powers to charge his katana and the second one um seems like the one they were really going with from the wolverine movie because this is the one that logan met when he went to to japan in the comics but basically this movie just kind of combined both of them together uh one of them which is skilled with a samurai blade and the other one uh, possesses a technological advanced suit of armor, um, but yeah, I mean uh, the Wolverine. It's it's pretty good. I mean it, it's fine. The third act is really where it falls apart. And the one problem with it is, have you ever seen Days of Future Past? Mm-hmm. I've never no. seen that one. So that's like that's my favorite X Men movie. But so this the Wolverine came out in 2013. X Men Days of Future Past came out in 2014. And so one year after the Wolverine came out. When Days of Future Past came out, they did this whole time travel thing to completely erase any continuity issues that they had Mm -hmm. and start fresh. So basically, one year after the Wolverine came out, it was basically erased from the canon because of how they restarted the universe. So it was kind of silly because they did this whole story and everyone's like, Oh, this is really cool. And then it gets completely erased because of the time travel stuff. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, but it gave us Logan. Which came out last year, like I said, so
0: that was that was pretty nice. I do have one question for you, Steve. Sure. What was your favorite Shredder origin story? I like the uh, the 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 most fun I'd say was the alien. Yeah, that that was pretty crazy, and it's actually well liked by by fans. Is it really? Yeah, well received. Now,
1: if I recall correctly, when they made the 2014 Ninja Turtles, the one that Michael Bay produced, originally it was just supposed to be called Ninja Turtles. And their origins
0: were going to be they were aliens from space. I heard that. I didn't know if that was a rumor or if that was true or not, but I do remember reading that.
1: I heard, I don't know if this is true, like I said, but I heard that once they announced that, the fan backlash was, you know, so harsh on it that they ended up changing the name to just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they ended up changing the origins back to what everybody knew already.
0: I think that was the right call, even though that movie wasn't that great. Yeah,
1: I, I've seen the first one. Now you saw the second one. I, you saw that in theaters, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: The, wait, are we talking about the old live action or the newer ones?
1: I'm talking about the newer ones. Sorry.
0: Uh, I think I saw it. Um, I did not. I don't. I don't that's, think I saw it in theaters, but maybe I did. I don't no, remember. That's the
1: one with Krang, I believe, out of the yeah. Shadows. Okay, I might have saw I, that in theaters. I, I'm I've, sure. I've never seen it.
0: It's really not that much in my memory. Krang really like was bossing Shredder around. Shredder was very much like Krang's like henchman right i felt kind of bad for shredder actually
1: i really like the original uh teenage uh, ninja the, the live action
0: one the original one from like the 90s yeah that is my absolute favorite i think they did like three of those uh they they might have even done four wow but the sequels are all not liked
1: was he when the ninja turtles went on tour did uh, the shredder participate in, their, in that goofy their... musical in their goofy
0: musical, yeah, they, there was a Shredder. I'll, you should look up, look up a picture of him. He the, looks ridiculous.
1: From the uh, the Strutter musical,
0: yeah, coming out of their shells. If for anyone who's uh wondering,
1: it's, I'll uh, I'll put a link for it in the in the show notes, or I'll post it on Instagram if anybody wants
0: to see what it looks like. I think I might have found it.
1: Does oh, he, geez, does he
0: have like a horrible helmet with a big <laughs> face hole, and his eyebrows are all weird?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, this
0: looks awful.
1: I forgot what the shredder looked like in the 90s when I had to refresh my memory. looking at it now it's pretty cool. yeah the, the shredder is a cool looking villain
0: yeah and, and you know, um, like,
1: I was gonna say he looks like Darth Vader, but that's not fair for me to say because I think they based Darth Vader on like Japanese warrior helmets. Oh okay a
0: so little they were bit. Just
1: based on the same thing. I know he was also based on uh, World War II soldier helmets, so they might have combined a little two together.
0: Um, I will, one thing I didn't, when I was telling you about Shredder's, uh, creation, they did not intend him to be, uh, an antagonist, like an every, like, you know, uh, an ongoing villain. He was kind of just going to be a one time thing, but stuck it around. Worked, it worked out like that.
1: That's cool. Well, I'm glad he did. Cause I mean, Shredder is one of those just classic.
0: Yeah. He's pretty iconic, that, pretty recognizable. Yeah. He is.
1: All right. Awesome. Cool. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, Shredder versus the Silver Samurai. Anything you want to add, Chris, before we head out of here?
0: No, I think we uh, I think we covered everything. Cool.
1: This will be our last episode before the Super Bowl. So let's wish Chris and the Philadelphia Eagles good luck. <laughs> thank see, you. Let's see what happens. And uh, thank you so much for listening. So please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate. And please continue to participate in our show for the Who Would Win cast. This has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: This is music. This is music in my machine. Any questions? I hate music.
1: The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.